Good morning, everyone. I'm Jim Giacchetta, CTO and co-founder of Vitovation. Uh, today, we have a very special guest, my good friend, MC Patel. He is the CEO of Alpha Image. And today he's gonna to talk about uh, a very innovative product he has called the Alpha Eye. Now, all of us uh, people in the television industry, in the video industry, we've all seen uh, uh, distortion or artifacts in video uh, with fisheye lens, wide angle lenses. So I'll give you an example. It's not uncommon to have uh, a wide angle shot uh, above a basketball basket, you know, on, on the backboard. And the artifact is the lines on the court are curved and distorted, um, uh, especially things on the, on the edges of the image are, are, are expanded, things in the middle are crushed a little bit. So it, it, we get some really cool shots, shots we couldn't normally get with these small wide angle POV, uh, shots, but, um, uh, MC is going to tell us today how he solved some of these problems, how how we can correct some of these the uh, uh, lens type distortions in live video. So so MC, uh, take it away. L lay some knowledge on us, MC. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'll try. But um, so uh, as as Jim pointed out, people are using uh, micro cameras uh, to get shots that they can't ordinarily get with people so you can mount a camera in an interesting place generally you have several issues but primarily there's a distortion because you use a wide angle camera because you don't have room or control over how you frame the shot uh, now where so people are putting this in all over the place my uh, my game is cricket so one of the things they were doing is they were putting it in in the stump of the cricket ball and you could see the curvature there and uh, obviously in football people want to see the shot from behind the goal and uh, so these little cameras a they're cheap and b they give pretty good pictures except the lenses are such that uh, to get that wide angle you you get barrel distortion um so we uh, have been working with a camera manufacturer and we came up with the idea why don't we do this electronically and it started as a joint project and then we took it over. Um, and so what I'm gonna talk about today is a little bit about just where you would use it. Uh, then we'll go to what's inside the box, uh, the ins and outs, how do we control it? Um, and then um, we'll show you some clips or a clip which shows the, the end result. So if you go to the next slide, Jim. There we go. Um, so basically, it's a hardware-based lens distortion corrector. Uh, we wanted to keep the picture quality high. So these, th these things are getting very high quality anyway. So it's 10, 10 bits. It's got proper interpolation. We're clearly, you, you can think of this as a, a specialist uh, digital video effects device, a DVE, that 20, 30 years ago as a junior engineer or, or as an engineer, I was designing those, so it, and they they were used to take up like eleven or twelve RU of space, and as you can see, it's uh, this is slightly bigger than a cigar box. Um, so it's real time. You put video in, uh, and um, uh, you you correct the distortion, and video comes out. 
but because a lot of the cameras also have uh, HDMI ins and outs and not video, we've actually got an HDMI input uh, and an HDMI output too. So it's not restricted to the um, uh, to, uh, it's not restricted to just the um, video only. Um, another thing that we put inside this is uh, a deinterlacer. So you may have a camera that's providing a interlaced output or a progressive output, and you may on the output want a progressive output or an interlaced. So this has got uh, an interlaced, and we also have a scaler in there. So you, if you have a 720p camera, but your station is 1080, we can we can take care of it, and vice versa. We can get 720 out if you have 1080 going in. Um, uh, MC, so, I, I, I should mention um, there's an option also to have fiber IOs, correct? Uh, fiber correct. in and out. Um, we what we found is we put the fiber in in the early stages as and we made it an option. But what's happened is the reality is most of the guys say, well, we've already cabled for that so the camera's there we've already cabled for it and we've already done the transport but it's it's available uh, right. what we found is this sits best uh close to the switcher um and another thing of course is if you've got remote cameras they're not gen locked so they need to be gen locked as well uh, and so what we have is a gen lock input uh, in the box so if you go to the next slide then i'll i'll walk through the um, the actual uh, applications and then we'll look at the block diagram. So you can see here a classic uh, a camera angle and what these guys are trying to do is have you see the corner in a soccer field. If a corner kick comes in, you want if it goes into the box, you want to trap it. And the, the top picture shows what the image would look like. And as you mentioned, Jim, there's curvature everywhere and there's distortion. And then the bottom picture is what it looks like once we processed it. So it's, a, you know, the, the, the boxes look like boxes um, and, and so on. Um, so there's, and there's I, 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 imagine, I imagine also in a sport like soccer or basketball where the ball is larger, mm -hmm. the ball won't look round, correct? You, you, yeah, you yeah. see the distortion not only in the lines, straight lines on the field, but the ball will be compressed and look strange, right? Yeah, uh, but more importantly, that these are shots that the various fans want to see. Now, in a, in a I think in Brazil, we had a, um, the guys were interested in putting th three cameras. So they wanted to see the corner from uh, the left end, the corner from the right end, and they wanted to have one at the back of the goal so that if, if there was a penalty kick or, or a goal. Now, if you imagine you're recording all these three, you could you could kind of create quite an interesting experience out of it. Uh, now, at the moment, as I said, it's just the excitement of getting the corner shot. Uh, the the actual seeing it in in an undistorted manner is really worth it. But you wouldn't go through the expense of having a cameraman there or a professional camera there. Um, so they 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 put on these uh, cheaper cameras. Uh, and then as we spoke to various people, as you can see, people have interest in doing this for wildlife. Uh, when, when all the natural history guys go out, and they've got uh, cameras in, in birds' nests and so on. And also reality TV, we, we had a huge interest in, um, in that because again, they, they put lots and lots of little cameras and they wanna be able to, um, uh, to capture that. So the, many applications for this, 
Um, if we take the next slide, I'll walk you through the ins and outs. I already alluded to some of them. So here we go. What we have is, uh, as you said, fiber in, HDVI in, we call it HDVI. It's the same as HDMI, but there's no rights management because these are raw feeds. So electrically it's that. Uh, 3G, HDSDI in, a Genlock input. And then we give you this, the outputs as fiber, um, HD, HDVI or, uh, or, or 3G. Uh, so there, are, there has been some interest in using this for uh, uh, security and CCTV, which is why the HDMI output is interesting. And also from a monitoring point of view, you can literally just put a monitor, an HDMI monitor, and you can look at it there. The, the SDI output's always available, so that these are outputs in parallel. Um, so that, that's basically the technology. And as I said, it, it, we have a... Um, we have a progressive to interlace converter or interlace to progressive. We have a scalar, and then then we have the the output image. So in some ways, this this product is really designed for the broadcast market in mind. Uh, now, how do you set this up and how do you correct it? Uh, so let me before we go to the the control side, I'll just discuss this slightly. The idea is every camera has a certain distortion characteristic. So you could set up that distortion characteristic, remember it, and call it up per camera. This product's not really designed for you to switch cameras ahead of this unit. And that's because the distortion information resides in the PC or the laptop, and you download it into the camera, and it takes some seconds to do that. And then there is some flash memory to do it, but we can't, switch in the field interval. So you can't pre-switch a camera, but you can have multiple cameras supported by a single unit. Right. Um, well, you, you, mentioned, I, you mentioned MC that, that part of the problem of using these small cameras is that they're 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 not gen locked when the video's coming in. You mm -hmm. know, so you got the shot in the back of the basketball net you're not sending a reference signal to that camera. Correct, so yeah. you need a frame synchronizer anyway to bring this into your workflow. So yeah. that's an added benefit. You're getting, you, you feed this box, the Genlock, and now, now these, these asynchronous videos are locked to your house or locked to your truck, correct? That's correct, yeah. We, we have tried to make this what I call broadcast friendly. You, you don't want to have three little boxes to accommodate this. So we provided a number of options in this. So you have the Genlog. Uh, similarly, as you say, some of the cameras are progressive only, uh, and we still output an awful lot of uh, interlaced HD out there. So you, you know you need to have a progressive to interlaced converter, or uh, uh, etc. So what we've tried to do in here is not just put the distortion corrector, but actually said what is a real situation, what's a real scenario. And what are the gotchas that says, I bought this box, but now I need to genlock it. Now I need to deinterlace it. Now I need to have a fiber. So we've, we've given this and it's modular. So we can offer it. If you say the fiber is taken care of, we're going to give you HDSDI, we can do that. Or if you say the um, um, my switcher has frame buffers on it, so I don't need the genlock and so on. It's, it's very, very flexible. Uh, to in terms of that, but equally we've had to design this 
so that it it does the job with these various permutations so there's some comprehensive set of electronics inside there um, so i was just basically saying how do you how do you set up this distortion and what do you do now if you look at some of the technologies that offer you when you look into software that does it they sometimes offer you a, a, a grid and say you can distort bits of the grid to do the correction and we kind of looked at this and said this is not a very satisfactory way to do it uh, a, 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 you know a four by four or a six by six grid and you move the points around life's too short we don't want to do that so we've approached this mathematically so we basically analyze the mathematical characteristics of distortion and then essentially we calculate an equation for the correction inside the in the computer and then download the coefficients of that equation into our geometry engine right now in theory i could program the geometry engine with a grid as well but what we've done is gone a little bit extra and that has some benefits that that i'll also discuss over and above the lens distortion so if you just bring up the next slide um there we go so so what we actually have is a number of these buttons so the 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 on the starting from the left hand side we call it the strength of the actual distortion so that that really is the amount that controls the curvature now when you straighten a curved picture out you're going to have some missing bits because this curve into the square doesn't always fit so what you'll need to do is you'll need to zoom the image in or out to to make sure that you don't have um artifacts of the distortion correction well because you 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 miss right you know, does does a picture bulge or you miss some um, it, it, it you gotta you gotta crop in right uh, that's correct yeah. yeah yeah so you lose a little bit of the image when you do this and right. and so when you're setting up your camera for the shot you should normally put it a little bit further away than you normally would so that when you do the barrel distortion it it, it comes good so mm. so the first one is a is the distortion itself the next one is the zoom uh, and then uh, we realize that hey we we can plug in a mathematical equation into this so if you imagine the assumption is when you have this distortion that the camera is perfectly positioned in terms of xyz space right and and what we basically thought is if we got the mathematical ability what we can actually come along and say if the camera needs to be tilted up or down slightly or move left to right um, we can do that so we have uh, a three-axis a camera position corrector built into this um, now this is really interesting because we had a person who said you know i've got this camera with a shot of a pitch but the center of the pitch i couldn't place the camera exact dead on there i i had to put it slightly to the left or slightly to the right can you fix that? And we just reposition the camera and we can. Uh, the most irritating one actually is these gold cameras is they're generally put on the ground uh, rather than on a tripod. So again, you, you're looking up uh, and, and the effect is, is, is a bit like this, right? <laughs> just getting the camera position. So I'm, I'm just moving my laptop screen to, to, to show you the sort of thing. So but now what we have to do is the the distortion works for any position of the camera because it's it's curing the lens if you have a fixed camera uh, if you have a rowing camera you just do the distortion and you can't do anything about the xyz because 
your roaming and the XYZ positions changing. But if the camera is static, these XYZ positions are really, really handy. Um, now, I haven't shown it in this particular UI, but a, uh, we do have the ability, um, this is a slightly older shot, in a newer release to decouple this. So we had a, if you have any asymmetry in, the, in your camera, we had a person who said, oh, we have a red camera and the viewfinder doesn't give us the aspect ratio precisely. So we want to do a slight aspect ratio tuning. So we can decouple the thing. So we can give you an X zoom and a Y zoom that are independent. Mm. And similarly, we can do that for all the other parameters. Um, now, this now gets very complicated and dangerous, but there are a few people who want to do it. Um, you can you can gang the, the control so that you don't do that, or you can ungang them. So basically what we're saying is like an advanced mode. Um, but what it then allows you to do is for for a shot that you say i'm going to use this shot day in day out i really want to make it perfect you have the ability to do that and what you do is you plug the uh, a usb into the uh, uh, into the alpha i connect the computer to it and then then do that um, and then we also have a mode where you can plug it into over ethernet so uh, some of the trucks have have uh, ethernet connections and networks available so you can drive it drive it over the network so in the ui as i said you set you calibrate it save it in the in the unit itself unplug the computer and then if you power cycle it or whatever the alpha remembers the, the all the settings a um, couple of other things it also senses the sources so if your output configuration is 1080 i interlaced but your sources are coming at 720 or 1080 interlaced or progressive it will detect that and apply the automatic uh, correct uh, sensing to it um, so that the geometry engine knows what it's getting and what it has to output. Um, so quite quite a lot of banks for bucks inside inside the uh, the little box. Um, so um, I don't know if there are any questions on this, please. Uh, uh, we have people monitoring the, the channel and, yes. and so we would happily answer them. Um, do you want to go to the next slide and I'll just sure. just uh, so this is just a reiteration of what the resolutions we support are, what the inputs are, what the outputs are um, uh, and so on. We have dual link support on the input. Uh, it's single link on the output because um, the gen lock option came after the design was committed. So we lost a, <laughs> a BNC in, in, in there. Um, but um, probably the best way, Jim, to show what this does is just let's play a clip, and I can sure um, I can let the people enjoy the thing, and then I'll talk over it. Sure, sure. Let me launch that right now. I'll just play a few seconds. Sure. Ronan will take the corner, so it'll be a right-footed in-swinger. Six blue shirts in the box. It's five in the box, two on the edge, two further back. Here comes the corner, straight into the six-yard area. There's Edda, and it comes in! It's a goal! It's Cal Naismith! So you can see on the left-hand side the pre-corrected um, image and on the right-hand side the corrected image. And the, you know, the, the goalpost looks like a goalpost. <laughs> uh, you can see some of the image has been cropped because uh, because of the... Uh, when we did the correction, we had to crop it to get the um, um, a, a proper frame in. Um, and 
if we play this unit sometimes you can see the graphics because this is this is just recorded off youtube and we're just playing it into the hdmi right um, now that's the other interesting thing you can use recorded material and put correction through it so if you dig but, something but yeah you you would do the lens distortion correction before you did the graphical overlay that's, that's why yeah. in this one that that's not the case that's right yeah um but but you know the quality is pretty good the lines are straight and watching that shot is a nice experience as i said we we've had people in brazil look at this uh, we've had actually in malaysia we had some customers the malaysian football league obviously is not as rich as some of the other ones so they um, they wouldn't televise this so a small production company came up with the idea of saying we'll use low cost cameras do the whole production and and, and literally stream the out uh, the the, uh, the matches and so they they were interested in this because it allowed them to get higher quality shots with with right. uh, with their handheld cameras and so on. so well, you, there's some interesting uh, some, some of the feedback mc that we've gotten that, that that people really like what this box is is doing but they'll be like well i i have a 300 camera and your little box has tremendous horsepower it costs a couple of thousand bucks but i think you and i when when we talked about this the other day you really have to look at the value of this shot um so spending a couple of thousand bucks on on this box to fix this shot if this is the whole game this is the penalty kick that that uh, um, wins you the cup. Um, um, you catch it with this camera. So I, I think sometimes people need to reframe their thinking. Yes, the box might cost more than your camera, but what's the value in correcting this shot? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now there are two. There's a. Unfortunately, I, I go back to my cricket team uh, analogy. Now, I'll, 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 the cost of the camera is low. You're right, uh, but the cost of cabling is 10 to 20 times higher. So in the case of the, the cricket game, what you're doing is you're literally going to the center of the pitch and burying cable to get it into the center of the pitch and having a little box that, that the, the thing comes out of. But the, the thing is that they use different bits of the pitch through the season. So in a, in a, in a typical ground, so they're, they're actually half a dozen of these junctions that they have to provide now the cost of that is 10 times the cost of the alpha i so as you say if you look at the entire you have to think of this in terms of what is the value to the production right right, right. and if right. the producer is sitting there saying i get to have a great shot that i couldn't either budget for any other way or i couldn't get any other way um and that that that's really where we've seen the people so the the Malaysia team were interested because they could get this production value looking good on low cost operators and, and and cameras. The Brazil guys were looking at it because they were saying I can put three cameras and I can get three of my shots and things. And um, we uh, so you know they they were getting their value from that point of view. And so you, you are right. You have to think of it as a production value rather than the cost of the camera. They're, you know, everything right. is, is right. decoupled. Well, you, you, you touched on it at, at the top of our conversation, and, and I want to kind of bring it back that we're, we're talking to 
uh, networks that have thousands of cameras for the weather, uh, mm -hmm. sports leagues, sports networks that have, you know, dozens or hundreds of cameras at different venues. Um, of course, we'd love to sell them a hundred of these boxes, right, MC? I mean, you'll make them, <laughs> we but, but you, you're not going to go live with all these cameras simultaneously, and and you you'd put the input uh, of uh, you you'd buy a few of these boxes, uh, feed them on an input and output on your switcher, and you route the camera through the box when you yes. need it. That's um, correct. Um, and and you have the presets, so you know you could have you know the visitors goal, uh, the the home team goal. You'd have presets for both of those, and you know maybe you don't catch it live. Maybe you you when there's an interesting shot, you could play back the replay corrected. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a number of different things you can do. You can correct it live. You could do. If something interesting happens, maybe now it's worth the effort to now correct on the instant replay a few seconds or you know 15 seconds after it's it's happened. So um, um, if your budget is limited, you could get away with a few of these boxes instead of in, dozens of these boxes. In fact, you could you could so if you look at the football, for example, um, they they would have for the goal mouth. There would be just one camera for as you see and and another one on the other side now you could have those two cameras lined up and because the ball doesn't go from one end to the other in one frame you could switch you know as the action plays that you can sort of sit yeah. there and say go to setting number two go to setting number one um so you could do it that way uh but as you say if you have remote feeds and things coming in provided you've managed that Two, two or three units in a truck would more than adequately cover a, a game. And, and then I, I'm not a production expert, but I'm sure with some automation and macros on your production switcher, you could you could do that plumbing, that routing between the visitor's goal and the home goal. And if they're the same camera with the same lens, um, yes. you might even have the same presets. You know, you the same Absolutely. setup, right? Yeah, if if you in fact if, if you say that I standardize on a particular camera, then as I said, for the distortion, you can switch uh, and it doesn't care. If you if you care about the camera position, then you have to have a have a have a. But you know, you could have one where you can say this one is just going to switch to the cameras, and I'll get the benefit of no distortion. And the other one is a more precision thing because it's dedicated to a particular camera. Now, these are all production choices and how you make them and so on. As you say, we'd love to sell one per camera, but the reality is uh, you really want, there's, you can only see one picture at a time. So if you manage that well, uh, you, can, you can get some good efficiency out of it. So, so and then, and then uh, the other thing I want to point out that you mentioned, you, you see how you got the, the camera on its tripod a little further back. Mm -hmm. Like you said, because some of the some of the top, bottom, and sides, um, um, you know, would get fluted, right? Or or it would look like an hourglass, or or yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it would be um, wide on the top and bottom, and and in in the middle, right? It would be it would be, yes. be curved like it, this. It, it literally looks like an hourglass. Uh, yeah, and, and if you but you know if you have really wide angle lenses with a fisheye, you will lose some image, and that's a matter of planning. So when we 
people get very excited about this and what we're saying is you still have to create the shot you want by carefully placing your cameras and if, right. you know you don't want to use this positioning if you can place the camera in the right place in the uh, right location in the first place right, uh, right. we had some well, right. if the camera was too close we'd lose the goalposts and then and then and then this type That's of true. shot that would be bad yeah but we we had a, a, a an experience when we went to some horse racing in England and they had this they were putting cameras where the horses come out of the trap um, and what they had is people getting up on ladders and putting them and then the, then watching it and then saying oh dear that's not in the right place and so on and they looked at this and they thought wow this this solves the issue because I'm doing this three or four or five times but but as I said I, I think if you use this as a part of your coverage strategy work with the producers and plan it, uh, there is some amazing results. Um, we've shown you this in a, as an example, but and it's got its limitations like everything does, but once you thought about it and positioned everything properly and, and got the right utilization, and we was, we, if you recall, we spoke to a couple of customers who started with those questions, and then after a week of playing around with it, they said, oh, right, now we understand if we had, we'd have to move the camera back a little bit, we can get more flexibility. We'd have to do this. We'd have to do this. So, right. in, in, if it's planned correctly, uh, we think this is a tremendous box. Very cool. Okay, I I, I think we we've kind of covered the uh, the meat of the subject. So, if there's any questions, I'm happy to take them. Yeah, I I think um, what's nice about this product is I'll just go through some of these examples here. Uh, what's nice about this product is it's it's pretty self-explanatory, I think, right? It, uh, yes, it is. Yeah. It, uh, um, um, uh, please uh, reach out to Vitovation uh, if you want to learn more about this product. Uh, we're the distributor for Alpha Eye in the U.S. We work very closely with MC. Uh, this is really an amazing product. Uh, uh, quite a few. Uh, um, uh, a weather entity, a sports uh, network are really closely looking at this here in the U.S. And I, I think it really does have its place. It really does work really well. Uh, we have several units here in the U.S. for evaluation. Uh, we welcome you to demo or try the product. Uh, we will, um, I try to get it up um, inside of a week. We may have it up Friday or early next week. We, we transcribe the webinars. Uh, we put uh, a, a produced version of the video up on our website. Uh, the, the presentation will be there as well. So you can watch the video, download the PowerPoint. Uh, we also uh, put the video on a video podcast and we also have an audio podcast uh, versions of all of our webinars. So whatever your method of learning or ingest, uh, we should have you covered. Um, thank you so much, MC. Um, oh, it's been a pleasure. The, the, the sad part about this, folks, is now it, I was looking forward to seeing MC at IBC. And, and when you go into the uh, Alpha Image stand at IBC, um, at the end of every day, they have a happy hour where they give you a little tangeray and tonic, a little gin and tonic. Uh, it's very English, right? A little, little, little Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but unfortunately, we can't do that today. 
Um, so thanks everyone for joining. Um, uh, reach out to us if you have any questions and if you'd like to uh, do a demo. Uh, there's more about the product on our website. So thanks again, MC, and I uh, hope to see you soon. Yeah, I hope so too. Now, uh, fortunately for me, it's 6.30 in the evening, so I do get my gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. It's a little early for me. It's 10.30, so... Uh, <laughs> Thanks, um, MC. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, everyone, for helping today. And uh, everyone, uh, please be safe out there in these this new abnormal we're living in. I, I hope all of you are staying safe and healthy. And uh, uh, reach out to Vitovation if we can help you with any of your video and, and broadcast production needs. Thank you so much. And, Bye -bye. and thank you for attending. Thank you very much.